Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but it's also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. You uh, can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow, their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus Four. Four. I'm shooting the Nexus Two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not, you can, give you it just, a try. You can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and like I had to shoot a different arrow would I shoot vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, vectorcustomshop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. Thanks for uh, for joining us again, John. It's been, I don't know, a couple yeah. months since we talked to you last. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit. You've had a good season. Like, your fall went pretty well. Oh, fantastic. It was, uh, there was actually a lot of surprises, but um, they all worked out. They were just great, kind of great discoveries. Yeah. yeah. So, well, let's yeah. jump into it. I, I've, most of what I wanted to talk about tonight is really about your moose hunt. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of a rare hunt, you being a, a mainer and, and having that moose tag. You want to give us like the over, what, it, what like, how does it work? How does Maine, uh, moose yeah. hunting work in Maine? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I mean, the first thing you got to understand is it's like next to impossible to get drawn for a moose tag. You know, right. I mean, I don't know what the number is of, of applicants, but, you know, I've been applying for, you know, like 25 years. Oh, you know? and. Jared was um, still in diapers 25 years ago. Yeah. And, and, I, still, and actually, I, went I didn't until I was like eight years old, eight years old, still wearing diapers, you know, yeah. with only fourth the grader. With this diapers. Is, the kicker is I didn't even get drawn. My wife got drawn, you know, she was the one that drew the permit, you know, Emma did. So, and what, what happens in Maine is if you, if you draw a permit, um, you can have a sub permit. So there's actually two people that can hunt on mm -hmm. one tag. You have to be together. There's all these rules. You have to be in eyesight of each other and everything else. But um, so she drew the tag and, uh, you know, and then and then the whole process, you know, started. It was like, you know, I really want the tag, sweetie. <laughs> hey. and, you know, and and, um, and she knew how badly I wanted the tag. And so, you know, it was just one of those we had fun with it for a while so um, yeah so, so did you um i mean you probably freaked out like you big celebration when you when you found out right yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's like you know the moose draw is like a really big deal in maine everybody drops everything 
it's a lot, it's usually a live draw, you know, and they, you know, it goes on like all day long because they draw 1200 permits or something like that, you know, depending on the year. Sure. So uh, this was a particularly difficult year. Um, the success rate was, was, was low. Um, so I was really happy that we ended up where we did, you know, in it all. Um, we, you know, we drew the first season in, in the, what I think of as the most remote zone in Maine. So, you know, if you look at the state, we're all yeah. the way up in the top, all the way to the West-hand side, basically. So we were in zone one and, um, that was, you know, that was my pick. You get to put down when you apply, you get to put down your preferences, you know, and yeah. that was, that was number one. So obviously we got drawn early um, because it was still, you know, a, a tag left in, in zone one. So. Mm-hmm. so you're in that, that Western tip, that little point that comes off the top or how, how far up are you? Yeah. O- almost to the, to the top of the state. Um, I mean, where we actually were in one was just about the top of the state and then all the way tucked over on the Canadian border. So on the West hand side, the St. John is one of the bigger river systems up in there. And so we had to cross the St. John to get into the zone that we were in, uh, we were hunting in. So, yeah. So did you, uh, okay. I'm looking at a map of it right now. So you, you get out there. Is, yeah. is this through a guide or somebody, you know, or how'd you, how'd you like, cause I, I mean, no. you celebrate and then the work begins to trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes down. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, active moose guides. Okay. That, that right. that's their thing. Right. And so they have the pulse on, you know, all the zones and, and where, you know, what are most productive, um, so all of a sudden you start getting inundated by, you know, pamphlets and advertising and everything <laughs> starts being sent to you because you're, it's public that you were drawn. And, um, but, you know, I was, I was, you know, I was doing this unguided. I mean, I am a guide, you know, but, right. but this is far outside of my wheelhouse because I never get to go, you know, right. as a hunter, I never get to go. Right. So, um, but that was the whole idea, you know, that was like, that's what the beauty of this hunt was, was to kind of, you know, put the boots on the ground on, on a new hunt, you know, and in a new, on a new piece of ground and, um, just go find it. And that's what we got to do. Yeah. So do you scout ahead of time? Wait, rewinding back, you mentioned it was the first season. What are the, what is that? What is first? So they break, they break these up into weeks. So when you go, whichever week you get, you basically get a Monday to a, a sun down on saturday so you get a six-day window basically to hunt um to get it done yeah Yeah. so um you know there's a lot of pressure like you could have really warm weather you could have a lot of rain you know there just there's so many things you could have high winds um but the one thing that's ideal about season one is that's really kind of the it's really when the rut comes in so that so the calling is really you know you can you can hear the moose you can talk to the moose, you know, you can play, you can play the, you know, play by calling to the moose. And so um, that for us with the type of hunt that I wanted to do up close with a bow, that's exactly like the perfect recipe for that. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Jared, you got a, you got a moose call for us. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I think you nailed it there, man. It is really good. That was good. That, Jared? Uh, I, was you, a, I can be your moose guide when you go, Jared, if you ever get drunk. alcohol, but I'm, I don't know. I haven't had enough beers yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, I want to know like this first season, uh, is that yeah. usually typically around like a moose's rut season? Like, are they rutting yes. during this time? Yeah. So that's like coming into the rut, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then that goes on for, for, we hunt moose in the state for, well, it's, it's the whole month of September. And then there's usually it changes from year to year based on what the biologists think, but usually there's a, a week in October or two weeks in October, you know? Um, so, but that, that was, um, you know, that was the sort of cream of the crop, you know, draw for us with what we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I was jumping up and down and celebrating and, you know, and then, you know, the sort of irony in it all was, you know, William was on, on a, on a hunt season one zone one with Donnie in Maine. So we get drawn too. Yeah. Yeah. So Donnie was able to come up with a tag. Um, 
And um, so he was here, you know, he was tr- shooting the uh, new true velocity round, you know, that they yeah. came out with. And um, he had a, he was on a guided hunt with how blood. Um, so he yeah. probably had, you know, one of, if not the best moose hunting guide in the state. And um, they were in zone one and, you know, I just, you know, would have loved to have been with William on that hunt, you know, right. but it, you know, he's like, I got to work dad. <laughs> <laughs> I know having him with me anyway, he was, I mean, he was with how about blood is like, you know, legendary. Oh yeah. Yeah. How's great. Yeah. So we were at one point we were, William and I were both kind of running the in reach cause this, none of the cell phone stuff works up there. It's all satellite. And, um, so we were tracking each other. I was tracking him. He was tracking me. And we realized on, on day three, we were like, geez, we're only four miles apart from each other, you know? Really? And we were like, if we, if we start working in the same direction, we might be able to, you know, see each other, <laughs> but, awesome. um, they ended up, I think they shot them their moose that morning. And then we shot, I think we were right at about noontime. Um, but it was both on the third day of our hunt that we okay. connected. Yeah. Yeah. Not too, that's it. I feel like third day is nice because yeah. you don't get them too early. You know, yeah. if you get them too yeah. early, it's like, man, it's, it's kind of fun to go. But if you get them like the last day, that means you're whole, like day four or yeah. five, you're like kind of a yeah. nervous wreck. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you know, that's the thing about this hunt for us. that so you got to realize is like what you just said is like, what day do you want to get the moose? Well, I didn't want to get the moose the first day. I was like, let's get the moose on the third day. The whole hunt went like that. We just like kept checking boxes, yeah. which was, you know, not, not normal for us. You know, like, you know, usually it's this whole bag of goods that gets thrown at us and <laughs> all this weather and, or we're on some coastal Island. And we're like, you know, out there for four days more than we thought we were going to be because right. the wind picked up and we end up shooting a buck on the fourth day, you know, and, or something like that. And this was, this was kind of like literally following script. So yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty unique. You it never happens that way. There's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of hype that goes into a big hunt like this. And obviously there's a lot of time that goes yeah. into it. I mean, you're talking like 25 years you had to wait to get to this. Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I don't right. know if, if, right. if I saw a bull moose on the first day, I'm doing it. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm squeezing. Yeah. The like I'm oh. going to get it out of the way. Cause that, I mean, it's, it's once in a yeah. lifetime opportunity. I'm getting after it. You would not want to pass that up. You would not. Right. We didn't see a moose on the first day. We actually did. Um, we wanted to hunt on foot the whole time. You know, yep. a lot of people will, um, they will take these moose hunts on and they drive a lot. You know, they drive mm-hmm. a lot of roads. They get out and they do some calling in a big chopping area. Um, and then they move on, go to a next spot, next spot. Our, our whole plan was to find an extremely remote spot, set up and make sure that we could hunt literally from camp. So yeah, we sure. could just leave. And, um, I think the first, the first two days we did about 10 miles, you know, on foot, um, just kind of picking our way through some pretty thick stuff, you know, going through some open areas, but figuring out how to cross a bunch of wet ground and things like that. So our group was you know, like, by the end of the second day, like we were pretty worn out, you know, yeah. like we were definitely tired and there was, it was a big group, right. You know, so it was. I had, I had Nick, um, Nick's out of Boston. He does a lot of filming and production with us. Um, he, he works for the pilot agency, which is a marketing company down in Boston. He's been instrumental with helping us kind of brand and get out the door. Um, and then I ha- we had Forrest who lives here now full time in Maine, does a lot of our filming. Um, and then my wife and my youngest son, Rye. And then we had Josh, you know, and Josh has been with us on tremendous amount of hunts and was William's best friend growing up, you know, and Josh and I have just been on some epic hunts together. So, um, so Josh, you know, the whole, the whole idea was that Josh was going to come and kind of help me kind of lead this group, you know, along, he was going to do all the calling and, um, and that's just exactly what he did. So, yeah. Was he as good of a caller? as i was a minute ago like what i would um, able to would you have taken me based on what you've seen so far uh yeah like, i mean honest, you know we'd have to like amplify that through a tube and really see how <laughs> yeah. far you can ring it out there but but yeah no, don't, give, don't give him any you give me a paddle right. and I, you should hear me raking some brush it yeah sounds yeah. good i've yeah if, if 
if his moose calling is anything like his turkey calling, oh wow, you're gonna be shit out of luck. Jer- Jared wins. <laughs> Jared gets runner up in one turkey calling competition, and yeah. suddenly he's you I know take it, take it where I can, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. He's much better than me. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, our hunt it came down to the calling right at the end. I mean, yeah. it was it was we were sandwiched in between a couple cows. We knew there was a bull in there. We really, or, or a couple of bulls, but we didn't know anything about them. We just knew they had to be in there. And um, I looked at Josh and I said, at one point, I said, Josh, it's time to be the better cow. <laughs> you know, you've got to now be the better cow. And he just looked at me and he's like, I think I can do that, you know? And he just started ringing out some calls that just sounded really, really good. And we pulled that bull off of the cow that he was on and we could hear him from, you know, I don't know, 75 yards away, probably crashing, coming towards us. You know, oh, really? you, you got to be was, real, real sensual sounding to get a bull off another cow. I mean, you get really got to sell it. You know, it's just like, yeah, that, it's just like that country song. Here's your one chance. Fancy. Don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so, so, so you, you, you decided to find a spot remote. So what'd you do? You, you park somewhere, you hiked in a couple miles, set up camp or what does that look like? So, so <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. So Forrest and I, you know, we had planned to go up early, like uh, a month or so early and really scout some ground and kind of get to know our way around. And it just was one thing after another. And we just, you know, I don't know, we were hunting too much, I guess, and doing everything else too much. And so then, then the plan was, well, let's just go up three or four days early you know, and, and, and scout then. And that way the moose will be, you know, in the areas where we're going to hunt them. And so, so that's what we ended up doing. Um, we, the two of us went up three days ahead of time and, um, we took probably the longest possible route up there that we could have, you know, we just, we went up into the Northwoods and it was just like, you know, one logging tote road after another, after another, there was definitely, a a more direct way to get there but I think we just really wanted to just be in it you know and just really feel it we did a lot of filming along the way we did a lot of drone shots Uh, we spent the night on a super cool lake and you know woke up to loons you know making all kinds of noise in the morning I mean we just had this like incredible journey to get there and then once we got there to the basic area that we were going to hunt which you know all we really knew was a map, you know, we were just looking at, at it, at it on a map. And so we got to that spot and, um, it took us about a, you know, half a day to kind of go down this road, go down that road. And pretty soon we, we were like, this, this feels like the spot, you know? And so we just spiked camp right there. And, um, that's the way the Northwoods works up there. You know, you sign in and, as long as you're not camping right in the middle of the road, you're not blocking any possible access. You can, you can, you know, spike camp. And, and so that's what we did. And, um, it was, it was absolutely perfect spot to be in. So. So you get out there, it takes you a little while you get set up. Yeah. Um, how you get up the next morning planning to hunt or so a couple of days after you scout and yeah. stuff. Um, what's your day look like you get up and you get yeah. high to, to call and see where and locate them or what, what is that how does that work yeah so this is really really thick okay so like your visibility unless you're in an area that's been recently cut off you know you're not seeing more than 30 40 yards in front of you okay so this is thick pine spruce you know forest under under management so everything's really healthy sure. it's like you 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 can't find a dead tree you know a diseased tree anywhere you know they 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 just eradicate it if it's there you know so this is really really beautiful beautiful country that you're in and um so our plan was to get up see which way the wind was blowing and then just play the wind and just on foot just start calling and um that's exactly what we did we just had a little meeting at camp you know which I, if you watch the film you'll see i mean that was that was literally our meeting we were like there's no you you know we don't need to get up you know, an hour and a half before sunrise, because what are we going to do? Like, you know, so we're just going to literally start calling right from camp. So we, we got up and had, uh, had a couple stiff cups of coffee and said, mm. Look, we're going this way. The wind's blowing that way. And off we went. And, um, you know, like I said, we did like 10, 
10 or 12 miles that first day. Everybody was pretty whooped by the end of the day. We, we never heard a moose. We never, we never really got into that much sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second day was pretty much like that too. Um, it's kind of a repeat. We got into a little more sign the second day. And um, it was the end of the second day that we decided to kind of focus on more watershed areas, you know, lower um, kind of stream system. And um, that evening we got down in there and we could hear two cows down in the bottom. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about is hunting. If, you, if there's cows, there's going to be a bull. So um, we were like, okay, well, we know we're going first thing in the morning, you know, kind of thing. And, and that's where we, that's where we started the next morning, you know, early it's sun up, like literally right at sun up, we pretty much snuck down in there in the dark. Um, and, um, we ended up walking right into a, a bull that was breeding a cow. You know, it was like, I, we were, we were walking as a group and, um, I heard something. It just, I, I couldn't really tell what it was. And I stopped and everybody stopped. And I looked at Josh, he looked at I, at me and we just sort of like stared at each other for a minute. And then we could hear this, Oh, 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 you know, and we yeah, were man. like, like we're in hot. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he's like right there. And, um, and it wasn't, it just wasn't time, you know, like we weren't in position. We hadn't worked for it hard enough. And that bull came out and he looked at us and he was like, yeah, that's six people standing there. <laughs> he just kind of took off. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a um, shot at him or would you not have been even? I did have a shot at him for, for just a second. I mean, it was like a, a 40 yard shot, maybe like 38 yards. I actually arranged them. Um, but it just, I, it just wasn't right. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't time. Um, so, so we ended up pulling out of that scene and, um, we decided to walk a few miles further down the watershed and come back because of the wind, wind direction and kind of yeah. work our way back up into where he was. And we, we sort of felt like he was, um, sort of a satellite bull. He really wasn't the breeder bull, you know, that was there. I mean, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, uh, a shrimp by any means, but he just really wasn't what we were looking for. Um, so yeah, so that's, yeah, it, it's funny. Like, you know, I was, that was my, going to be one of my questions, you know, did you going in, did you have like a, like, you know, the dream, you know, I'm looking at your, this uh, yeah. video right now, I got it here. 50 inch bull. Like where did you go in with a 50 inch plan or were you like, not at all. No, it was the, the plan was to be, to be close and really intimate with the bull, you know? And so if that was a, you know, a younger bull and, and, and we kind of had, had a chance to kind of like play our cards a little bit with him, it would, that, that would, that would have been the bull that we would have, you know, tried to harvest Sure, a younger bull. Um, So when he came out, (laughs) you know, he, we heard him coming from a ways off and, but we didn't know, you know, what he was and right. um and then he actually stepped into the opening and it was just oh it was just a euphoria i mean <laughs> i don't actually understand I, I i'm still perplexed how we all held our ground because right. <laughs> he was like nick was what our filmer nick was actually sitting on the ground and the moose was eight yards away from him like he was oh, sitting yeah. on the ground you know, and I mean, you know, this can get kind of dangerous, you know, when yeah, you get yeah. this close to a moose and, um, and the rest of our hunt party was just all kind of like, just frozen, you know, they were sort of all blending into stuff, but we had no idea he was gonna, he was gonna come in to us that close, you know, we sort <laughs> of, we sort of had this sort of somewhat of an opening area in front of us. And we kind of anticipated him kind of walking into that from like 40 yards off and coming in. And then he, he literally almost walked right over us. Yeah. And, um, it was the last, just really the last like call that Josh made. I said, Josh, you know, he, he's going to walk right into us. You got to like ring a call up on the Hill. You got to turn him a little and Josh hit the call and you could hear the moose stop and just listen to the call. And then you could tell when he started walking again, he had, he had sh- like picked a different line which yeah. was just the difference of walking into us versus being 10 yards sure. away from us. Yeah. You know, and, um, 
yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it, it, it was really crazy. Yeah. Are you, are you looking in, cause I, I asked this cause you know, for, I just, I'm thinking back the first year I ever went elk hunting, I went, I didn't know anybody that I, I didn't really know much about elk hunting. I just kind of figured I'd go and figure it out. And I spent a long time hunting them where I would, you know, typically look for white tailed deer. So it's like, I'd get far out, but I'd find in like, I'd start looking around like boggy areas and stuff. Yeah. And I yeah. got into so many moose that way. Oh uh, yeah. You know, yeah. that's where I just ended up finding them. And so I, was, I realized, you know, I, if I needed to hunt moose, like I, I think I could figure it out at least in Colorado. Um, when, when you were out, were you, um, were you looking at like kind of swamps around like boggy areas or you like low areas and stuff like that? Yeah. So we did do a lot of that. Um, the first couple of days we were, we were sort of focused on those types of areas. Like we were working our way back into those areas, but they really weren't, there really wasn't much moose sign um, in those first couple of days in those areas. But it was, it was the third day that we actually got down into a really active watershed that had a lot of water moving in it, a lot of low ground and it all dumped into the, to the St. John and, um, it was the thing that was was really unique about it was it was uncut timber. So it was within that that area of setback where the you know logging companies can't cut it because it's protected because it's part of the watershed. So we got down into these big like black spruce swamps area that was just, you know, magical. You know, the moss was was 12 inches deep. You know, you just walked through it silently, you know, and. Yeah all of a sudden we were just like, look at all the moose sign. I mean, everywhere you look, there were just moose tracks everywhere. You know, a lot of moose droppings. You could see where they ripped a bunch of trees up. And so we were sort of like, okay, that like we're in it now. Like, so let's just be careful. Like every step matters right now. Like let's not, let's not push in too quickly. And, you know, we started, I would say we started working in on these moose at say 6.30 in the morning. And it wasn't until noon that we we kind of closed the gap and got close enough to them where we could like, you know, really say, OK, you know, if, if we start calling now, you know, something could happen very quickly. Yeah. So every time we got into position and we were like, you know, ready and um, it was it was interesting The we were set up on this little area where we actually shot the moose and we were on one side of this little opening. And we did we did one sequence of calling there and the wind was just right when we did that. And then all of a sudden the wind shifted. I could feel it on the back of my, like hit in the back of my ear. Yeah. And I looked at Josh and I was like, Josh, it's like, it's not going to work. You know, the wind is, the wind just shifted. Like we've got to be right over there. And it was like, you know, it was only 40 yards across to this other little spot. But I'm like, if, if we're not there and he comes in, like we're done, like he's right. never going to come in. And, you know, we had moved everybody and moved everybody and moved everybody. So to turn around and say, you guys, we got to move again. They're like, well, where are we moving to? And I'm like, right over to that. Tree. And they're just like, you know, like, oh, come on. You know, like, we were like, Josh, I are like, are we going to have a mutiny if we make everybody move again? You know, and we all moved over there. And then it was like, you know, it was minutes before that moose was standing 10 yards away from us. So 10 yards broadside, you, you drilled them. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how are Well, I guess, I guess you could not, but I mean, at that distance, it's a big you know, animal. It's a big animal. It's not the broad side of a barn, but it's close. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, to, I mean, you do really need to hit him just right to get right. that outcome. I mean, he was, he was 75 yards away from where I shot him. Um, and I think he was dead within, you know, like less than two minutes. I think he was dead, you know. Um, so, you know, if you're going to do it with a bow, I mean, you just that that's what you want. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I hear these all these stories, you know, the guys, they, sh they shoot them six or seven times with a rifle. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, it, and you don't need to do that. But but I mean, provided you can place that you know, shot just in the right spot, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, it was one of those things where I'm, I sort of like, after it happened, I realized what had happened and I'm kind of asking myself, like, 
who pulled my bow back. Like, I don't remember pulling my bow back. I don't remember any of that. Right. I just, you know, I think my heart was just sort of like flatlined for a minute. You know, (laughs) he died for a minute. (laughs) He was legally dead. Yeah. 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 So. No, I, I've had that even, I know the, the biggest buck that I have shot, I don't remember aiming. I don't remember drawing back. I do remember right. him dying, but like, right. There was a period of time where I don't, I don't know who took over there. Cause I don't remember any of it, you know? Right. Right. It's funny yeah. how that works. No, he, I mean, he's beautiful and you zipped it through. Did you get like pass through? It looks like full pass through. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at that distance, I guess that makes sense. You're using fixed, some big, nice, sharp. Fixed yeah, blade. I was using a bishop, um, you know, two blade, a reverse bevel, you know, bishop with like a, you know, which, which I really chose for this hunt, you know, for, for, for the very reason of if it's properly placed, it's going to do a great job. If it's, yeah. you know, if it's compromised, it's going to do a better job sure. than maybe an expandable. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of, um, contemplation that went into like what broadhead to use. Um, I've had very good luck with that broadhead when it's placed properly, you know, and, um, and then, you know, there was, there was sort of a whole, you know, I, I used, I, the broadhead that I had on that day I shot the moose was also the same broadhead that I'd used to kill a deer that we called Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, which was one of the deer that was in the Seabuck series that we did for Realtree. And Josh was with me on that, you know, so I sort of had this like, you know, fantasy of like, you know, shooting this moose and then giving Josh this broadhead afterwards and being yeah. like, it's your turn. Like I'm over your shoulder <laughs> next, you cool. know? And then it happened, you know, it's like, it was just like, I don't know, I, to, to have that then just come to fruition was like you know was a dream it really was yeah so i'm looking at these broad i've never heard of bishop broadheads but yeah that's a real deal like that is an investment broad you don't want to lose that broadhead yeah no they're really expensive aren't <laughs> holy <they>? cow <laughs> <laughs> you want to make yeah, sure you find but, that yeah yeah well no that was one of the things i said is after the shot i said we're finding that arrow you know i was like <laughs> everybody we're finding that arrow but it was it wasn't that i really cared so much about about you know the value of the arrow it was right like i wanted the broadhead to give to josh you know that's cool and um and yeah it it you know it just zinged right through him um i think i think i just sort of stuck between ribs maybe i cut i cut one rib on one side a little bit and then passed through the other side and um yeah i mean you know taking an animal like that taking any animal is is you know it's a pretty heavy duty experience and you just want to do it right you know i mean that's just like that's just like that's the home run you know when you just when you can do it right like that so well and i mean if anybody has seen a a moose in the wild like it it's just a very, it's bizarre to see it walking for so, something that big oh. walking in the woods. It's just weird. It's huge, yeah. dark, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you sort of question like, is, you know, is, is that real? Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're just literally walking over blowdowns, just stepping yeah, right. over them, yeah. you know? And, you know, a few strides for a moose is like, you know, 50 yards for us, you know, I mean, it's just amazing the amount of ground that they cover. So, um, no, so three days in, you you know, some, something 20, 30 miles at least. Right. And we're walking around with six people, which was smart because everybody that I've talked to that have, have done a moose hunt say like, it's all well and good. And then you put the moose down and that's when the work begins. Yeah. And so yeah. six people packing out definitely, I'm sure made that a lot easier because you were pretty far back there, I would imagine. Yeah, we were, um, we were about a mile. If you, if you, it was, if you straight lined it, we were about a mile away from a road, the closest road, okay. Oh, okay. but it was Not all bad. uphill. It was all uphill, you know? So it was, you know, it wasn't an easy pack out, but it wasn't terrible. You know, we did it in two trips. Okay. Um, we did have plenty of hands, um, everybody was really eager. It was, um, it was magical. Like we recovered the moose and within about 20 minutes of recovering the moose, it started to rain, but it was just this really welcoming, like cleansing rain, you know, it's like, 
it, we, it wasn't cold, right? This is September. So we weren't like, oh no, we're going to freeze to death. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just kind of embrace that we're going to get soaking wet. And sure. by like nine, 10 o'clock tonight, we're going to have this moose like up at the truck, you know, and that's that, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, and then everything was wonderful. You know? And you got a couple so, hundred pounds of meat. Good. Meat. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think I netted out like 325 pounds of meat, something like that, you know, from the moose. I mean, I didn't weigh him because we were in the, like, I couldn't weigh him. Right. I mean, right. I, I probably could have taken a scale and, and figured out how to do that. We, we do that with bears. Um, you know, we typically weigh them in the woods before we bring them out. Um, but, um, I, I didn't matter, you know, he was giant, he was a giant, you know, to me. Yeah. And, um, so that's yeah. usually the last thing I'm thinking about after right. I, if I shoot something, unless it's like you get up and it's like, that is a ridiculously small animal that I, you know, deer that I wonder how little <laughs> that deer actually is that I shot. Right. No, I, you know right. what I'm saying? So you're, you're more focused about just like, I cannot believe that I just shot a moose yeah. with my bow in Maine at 10 yards and he dropped right. within 75 yards and he's 50 inches. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, it truly was. It was um, no doubt a hunt of a lifetime. Um, you know, if I ever if I ever do draw that permit again, you know, I mean, I'm uh, it's probably yeah, it's going to the sub permittee. You know, I did it. Yeah. You know, like I don't really need to do that again. You have my number, um, so when you when yeah. you draw again, you yeah, know to reach bring me. you guys up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That that's just. The, the coolest experience and the fact that you were able to film it um is really cool and and what you did with that film is pretty right. cool too you, you've been busy the last couple months and especially right. the last week or so at, at the ata show showing it right up. right yeah that was that was a great opportunity for us that um you know we never filmed it with that in mind the, the badlands film festival right? yeah. yeah yeah it was the badlands film festival you know and and it was it was really an interesting process. Um, you know, our cut was almost 50 minutes long, you know, the film that we made that we put out through our hunting ME, um, YouTube channel. And, um, after we put it out, it was, you know, we've got incredible feedback and comments and, you know, views and, and somebody said, you know, geez, you guys should submit that to a film festival. And we were like, yeah, maybe we should think about that. So we started looking around and pretty soon, you know, it was pretty obvious that Badlands was a good one to present. Yeah, and, um, but they had this criteria that they were, they were sort of putting out this challenge to content creators to um, present 10 minute film, you know, 10 minute or less films. Yeah. So here we had this like 50 minute <laughs> film. And, and, and their category is like, you know, 10 minutes. And we thought, you know, at first we were like, yeah, we can't do it. We're out, you know, it's not going to happen. And then we were like, but we really want to do it, you know, like, and so we started kind of embracing the idea. And I think from a creative standpoint, I think we learned more making that 10 minute piece than we did making that 50 minute piece. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, it was a really, really valuable exercise for us. So, so not only was it so great to be selected and to be part of the Badlands Film Fest and all that, but just as a, as a sort of a building block for us, you know, from our filming and editing style and and skills, it was, it was huge. It was a really, really valuable experience. It's hard to cut it down. You know, I, I, I'll, I teach at night and I like my students have a lot easier time writing a six page paper than a four page paper. Yeah. You got to cut out, you got to cut out a lot of stuff and get right to the point. You know, that's not easy to do. No, it's not. And um, so, but you know, what we found out was that you can take, you can take a sort of a moment, a capture within video and you Mm -hmm. can have, another moment on both sides of it and the moment that's in the middle just loses context you know with those two pieces on both sides but if you pull the one out just in the middle and and kind of put it on its own all of a sudden you realize wow that that's that's awesome yeah you know and so that was kind of the whole exercise was like finding new perspective on pieces that were already part of the movie by putting them kind of in different places and 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 sort of building, building the anticipation and kind of a different sort of, you know, format. 
Um, and then the music, you know, is just, is just so, so important, yeah. you know? Yep. So, um, that was like, I really, really, and actually both music tracks that we selected for both films were great, but, but the 10 minute cut was, was just premium. Like it really, it was, per, it fit perfectly. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so you go, you're at the film, you know, the Badlands Film Festival, it goes on. Are you like sitting in the back watching people's reaction to it? Or yeah. Like they talk about movie stars doing there. Well, that's, that's what I was most excited for was to get there. And I wanted to feel the energy when our film played, you know, I wanted yeah. to see all the other films too, but don't get me wrong. But, but I really wanted to hear how quiet things would get, you know, at, at moments in the film where, where we wanted it to be, you know, we really wanted engagement. Um, and, and it all worked. It was so cool. It was like, you know, there's like a little bit of shuffling and then like, you know, our film starts and it quiets down and we build, you know, we build this anticipation ramp, you know, and, and, um, so that, that, that was really, really fun for me to see, to see that, you know, as a, as a content creator, I was, I was just like, we did it. Like we engaged like all these people in, in the way that we sort of set out to do. And you can and, see um, it because when you do it virtually, when you put it on YouTube, you don't get to see the people watching it. You don't get no. to feel kind of the energy in the room that way. Yeah. 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 So we, we went, we went a couple of years ago, Jared and I to the ATA, we went to the, the Badlands film show. Some okay. Of us- yep. Some of it was excellent. Some of it was historically bad. I think when we went, you know, <laughs> yep. you get like a very interesting mix of like really high end, you know, storytelling yes. and right. like some silly, at least what I thought, like, or just over the top. And Jared right. kept messing around. I kept telling him, Jared, stop talking, stop screwing around. <laughs> like you're making the scene. And he just, you know, you know how he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know how he is. No, do that's you guys, cool. do you really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jared, he, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. ADD, yeah, <laughs> get, get it checked out, no, that was, that was, it was, like I said, it was, it was just, you know, just a cool story, uh, yeah, a, a cool memory you could share with people, and the fact, I didn't know that you were four miles away from your, your own son, who ended up getting moose the same day, and maybe yes. at that point, probably yeah. a little farther than four miles away, but, yeah, did you guys like link up afterwards? We and, did. And- yeah, we did. It, at the end of our hunt and at the end of theirs, um, William was able to convince Hal into, you know, kind of taking a left instead of a right and coming up into where we were, you know. And so we got, you know, we got uh, like 10 minutes of high fives and, you know, looking <laughs> at moose in the back of the trucks. And, um, you know, it was great to see Donnie and, and um, you know, I, you know, I want, I wanted to just steal William, you know, for a little while for the rest of the day, but they, they had a schedule they were trying to keep to, and, you know, they so they a tight ship over there. No screw yeah, they blasted out and we, we ended up staying that day. Um, everybody went grouse hunting and we went shed hunting and, you know, we just were like, okay, let's really, let's, let's like get, get it all while we're here, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. What's the first cut of meat you ate? So we, we, um, we, at camp, you know, we just built a, a hardwood, like a coal, a hardwood coal fire, um, and just took a big chunk of loin and just threw it in there, right in the coals, mm. cooked it. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can't go wrong with that fresh loin. Oh yeah. And yeah. I've heard moose is like, yeah, I mean like some of the best. Yeah, I think it's really good. It, it's a very unique meat. It's like you can't really compare it to venison. You can't compare it to beef. It's not really pork. It's it's moose, you know. Yeah. And um, it has sort of a distinctive color to it. Um, you know, it's it's like you know you think of venison and it's very red, you know. And, yeah. and moose is moose is sort of like a, a tone or two behind that. Okay. Um, but it's got great flavor. Um, we. We ground a lot. We made a lot of sausage. You know, we came back and did, we did the butcher here at the farm. So oh, you did it yourself. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did it ourselves. I had a friend bring a, um, he has a portable meat locker, you know, cooler. So he parked it here at the farm, plugged it in before we even got back. So as soon as I got back, everything was quartered and in bagged. So we just hung it in the cooler and we were like, okay, we can breathe for a day or two. Yeah, let it just hang. Relax. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, and then we, 
proceeded to cut it up and make sausage out of it, steak it, you know, all kinds of stuff. It was fantastic. What's your go-to way to like, if you had to pick your favorite kind of way to cook it so far, what's it been? Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people aren't really accustomed to cooking like directly in, in a fire, but I'll tell you, it's one of my favorite ways to cook like a big piece of game, you know, like, you know, it's one thing if you cut it into little steaks and you want to pan fry it or something, but if you just really want to cook a big piece of meat, yeah. um, I just build a, a fire out of hardwood and then knock it all down into red, red hot coal. Yeah. And just throw that piece of, and, and those coals just sear right to the meat and it just becomes this, burning ember you know and then eventually those coals just kind of they've finished their sear and they just kind of fall off and then you just let it you just continue to cook it and and i don't usually get it like you know it's hard to cook a piece of meat all the way through and get it just right so yeah i pull it off when it's pretty rare and just take a cutting board and i'll just slice it you know in pieces and then if you need to you just quickly sear them back up a little finish them off a little but that way everybody gets a piece of meat just the way they want it. Sure. You can and, kind of control. You know, yeah. And then we're just eating around the fire and you know, it's like, it's just the best. I mean, it just brings everybody out. And it's a lot of fun. So do you, do you see, um, so I, I want to try this. So you're, you're making fire, you, you break down the fire, you take yep. a big cut, like a roast or something. If you're looking at a deer, you know, yeah, sort of a big roast. A roast would be great. Yeah. And yep. you just toss it in there. You let it. Yep everything stick to it you wait for everything to fall off again yeah you give it you like know? you know you could give it almost a half an hour in those coals okay you know they just kind of they just kind of sear the out and they actually kind of like they just kind of build in a smoky flavor you know on the outside um, but that piece of meat takes a long time to cook you know right. so like you know if it was in an oven and it was 400 degrees you know it'd be in there for a long time so really you're just kind of like finishing the outside then you can continue to let it cook for a while but but it's really important to to kind of be right there with a, a big knife and a cutting board and be able to just sort of slice it gauge it to whoever's whoever's eating it finish it off real quickly you know and salt and pepper and that's it mm. you know so that's my style yeah. right i, I want to try that i've not done that we've not done that jared we I've yeah. tried a lot of interesting techniques, uh, cooking meat in the wild. Yeah. We actually, Jared had a pretty, we were out hunting in an Island out in Michigan and we shot, I shot a, a buck and he had the idea of basically we cut these little thin strips and we put it, we had one of those, uh, t like teepees with the stove inside. Yep. And you had like opened that up and then stuck sticks in. So basically it would, it just smoked our meat. And then we oh, set yeah. it right on top of the, the, uh, the, the stove to just like right. reverse sear it. And that was fantastic. Right. Like that sure. turned out great. Yeah. The thing, the things yeah. you think of when you're out there, that was, a, that was actually this year that we first kind of tried that. And that was a, that was okay. a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Look how oh, proud Jared is. Wow. I'm speechless. I ain't just, even saying He's anything. puffing up with pride. Yeah. It was that so was good. good. He said, yeah, yeah just salt and yeah. pepper too. I mean, that's usually my go-to when we, when yeah. we go out there. Not, yeah. Keep not it simple. Yeah. 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 Do you save like the tongue or anything interesting like that? The you balls, know, I anything? didn't, I had somebody ask me about that later and I feel like I kind of missed that opportunity. Um, I didn't, um, save the tongue. We obviously saved the heart. Yeah. Um, we didn't do anything with the liver. Um, so, you liver know, basically tough for me, liver is yeah, tough. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a liver fan, you know, on, on any of the game really. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do have people all the time say, Oh, I absolutely love the liver. Bring me the liver. So oftentimes I'll bring, you know, a deer liver home. Um, but, but I, I didn't do that with a moose and, you know, it kind of, it kind it felt good to, we, that field dress that we did, you know, we left something, you know, for, for, for the rest of the forest, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, a lot of times, you know, we'll drag these deer, we'll, we'll drag them out of the woods, you know, and then we'll cut them up and then who knows where the carcass ends up going, you know, right. but this was, this really felt sort of, um, proper to me to, yeah. to, to, to butcher the, the moose and to quarter it up and to bring out the pieces that we were going to use and to leave the rest, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Well, like weasels and you know uh, crows or if you guys have ravens out there up there probably yeah and there's, and there's coyotes you know and i mean it just i guarantee it was it was 
it was enjoyed as much as what we brought home. So, like, sweet. Look at this. Look at all this yeah. meat. Jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So, you know, you, you've got the moose behind you. Um, you've got this Badlands Film Festival behind you. Like, what, what are your sights on next? Because that's yeah. hard. going to be hard to top. Yeah. Well, we're, we're deep into the edit on the film that we're making called The Last Track which we've talked about before. This is this dog mm-hmm. tracking piece that we're doing. Yeah. Um, we, we spent all fall shooting for that. Um, and we followed these two incredible dog trackers. Um, and we, we went all, all through bear season, through moose season, and then through deer season with them and um, captured some incredible moments. Um, so that's going to be probably a 50 minute documentary style film that, um, probably middle to the end of February is coming. We're bringing forward. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I think, um, I feel like it's a very complex film for us because of, um, because of the amount of content that we're covering and it's, it's a lot of it is, is new. It's new for us. And I think it's going to be new for the viewer. They're going to like, people are really going to learn something by watching this film. Excited Um, for that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm very excited for it to come together. We, um, Forrest is doing all the editing and he's, he's deep into it right now. So, uh, I'm trying to leave him alone, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I need to see what's going on. You done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, but I'm, I'm real excited about that. It's sort of, uh, it's a view into the tracking world through through a, a set of hunter's eyes you know through my eyes so mm. so i'm kind of you know being stimulated and 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 finding interest in all these things that they do and then kind of pointing them out sure. you know stuff and, that they're um, probably not even looking at because they've done it so much and they're not hunters themselves right yeah and they're not hunters and so i i really wanted to do it in a way that um as hunters like we could really benefit from it but but also as just people looking on, you know, they might be from the dog world. They might be non hunters. Uh, I wanted to sort of build it in such a way that it really speaks to them as well. and sort of represents the hunter in a a responsible sort of uh, manner, you know, because that's really what it is. It's, it's a sort of upper level of responsibility that we can take for the, for our actions. You know, it's like, it's going to happen to all of us. There's going to be a time where, you know, we just can't connect the dots yeah. and um, these dogs and trackers are just, I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible what they can do. It really is. So um, I, I, I continue to be surprised and amazed at some of the animals that we come up with, you know, so. Well, it, and it's, it's growing in, in po- like more people are doing, it. it's growing in popularity, uh, at least, at least yeah. by us. I mean, we are, um, constantly meeting more people that are part of the dog tracker alliance i was just i went out squirrel hunting really more walking the dog and my and my daughter with the 22 uh and i just came upon a guy coming in from you know coyote hunting and he's like yeah i'm you know i'm big into uh dog tracking he know no knew like half the guys jared that you and i know uh that we've talked to from the dog tracker group of guys and uh yeah, it's just, it's like, oh, like you said, I mean, it, you kind of owe it to the animal to, if you get to that point, which everybody will, everybody that if you want, if you've hunted uh, to a certain uh, enough, you will have this happen where it's like, man, I just cannot right. figure out where this deer went. A lot of people early on, especially in, in how, in their hunting career, if you want to call it a career. Um, and so it's just, it's just a great thing. And it's, it's a, it's a cool story that you guys are going to tell. And I'm excited to see uh, what you come up with. Right. So, um, well, we're coming up on time, Jared. Ready? Yeah. I mean, it's, are we? It's, wow. Yeah. We're, we, uh, we, we try to keep these, you know, short to the point and, uh, and, you know, respect, to the point. Respect, respect, respecting your time. But, um, Jared, before we go, like, I need, do you have some, do you have any words of wisdom you want to impart any any commentary any thoughts about what we've talked about so far honestly man this is like the second episode where it's just like i just sit back and listen and you guys are just chatting and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fun. like I, I just sit back and li- i know i'm on the show too but it's just 
you guys have such great conversations and it's just, it's fun to listen to somebody else have a hunt that, you know, that I don't get to experience. Yeah. You know, like moose hunting. Never done that before. And it's like, sometimes it's just a totally different strategy and different experience. And it's just, it's just awesome to hear that. So a lot of like, for me, not jealousy, but there is, um, is it coveting when you want, is that the sin where you, is that just another man's wife? How does that work? (laughs) All I know is I want to do that. You know, it it sounds, it sounds so, it just sounds like such a romantical adventure, especially in the, like the North woods of, of Maine, right on the Canadian border, uh, you know, with your close friends and and relatives. I mean, it just doesn't get better than that. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I don't think it does. Um, I mean, you know, I'd love to go, there's definitely some other places in the world. I'd love to go moose hunting, but you know, to be able to do that out your back door, you know, is really, is really, really special. So, yeah. And we don't, we don't get that yeah. chance in Michigan. What's the Island, uh, Jared, it's for some reasons I was just there this, uh, Island Royale. Yeah. I was just there this summer. There's a lot of moose there now. There's no legal season, but if we get a boat, we're real sneaky about it. <laughs> you know, there's some good moose in there. <laughs> well, last time I was there, I'm looking around, I'm like, man, there's moose sign everywhere. Someone needs to hunt these yeah. things. They're out of control. But yeah, I digress. Well, go, go out and like just photograph them or like yeah. you know, see if you can slap one or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, Don't can, you can make it. I feel like that's a some sort of federal crime or something. That's how Jared gets arrested and, and taken away on off the on a boat uh, to jail. Yeah, yeah. How'd oh. you get in here? Slapping yeah. moose, slapping moose, and then they'll yeah. think that's some kind of drug term or something. You're selling, yeah, some, yeah. What are you selling on the street? So tell me before we get done, guys, real quick about the name, about changing the name. Yeah. Jared, go ahead. Tell me, tell me about that. It was, it was just a little bit of a long time coming. Um, yeah. Uh, like we were, we were Boga and then we were Boga hunting and now it's just the, we're the fair chase because we, we believe like we can do, we're, we're a lot more than just bow hunting. And we felt like that name just didn't really resonate to what we want to portray ourselves as. Yeah. Um, and what we're interested people- is, is much, like you said, it's, it's broader than just a simple, like bow hunting is still like what we primarily do, but, right. um, I mean, if not only opens us up to all the other things that we're doing anyways, and now we're able to talk about, but just the right, the, the ethos or the, the idea of what it means, how do you do it right? How do you do it well? Um, and what that means, because, you know, as you, you probably know, that's not the same for everybody. Uh, what what a, a fair chase for one person is not the same for another based on, you know, sure. their experience and, and everything else or physical ability and, and what, what have you. Um, and so it allows us to have interesting conversations with people about what is fair chase uh, and also um, opens us up to tell more stories of our time in the woods. Because, you know, still, I mean, for all the things we do and and so on with social media and podcasts still are one of our favorite things. And our favorite, favorite things about this, this uh, fair chase or boga or whatever um, is to just hear stories and tell stories. I love hearing your sure. story and sure. you know, the whole time yeah. I'm going to be thinking about it, it's playing in my head because it's, you know, it's when I was a kid, I got books and books of just old hunting stories. Um, and I still, I still read them. I've got a book at Teddy Roosevelt's that I read often. Uh, and so yeah, just it, it opens us up to a wider range of, of things that people are doing in the woods and um, ways that they're appreciating uh, kind of the, the resources around them and, uh, you know, adventuring out there, which is a huge part right. of it. Yeah, what he yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I understand it. I mean, I think it's, you know, the content that we sort of choose to focus on. It's the same thing. It's that broadening of the lens where you get to kind of experience you know, the outdoor, uh, environment, you know, the chase, um, yeah. through other people. And I think we just become more knowledgeable that way. And, um, we just, we just gain a better perspective, you know? Yeah. So, and who doesn't like a good story of just a guy going out in the woods, coming back with a heavy backpack, you know what I mean? Like right. at right. the end of the day, it's just great stuff. And so uh, we love yeah. that, you know, it, it, we're able to talk things like, well, we're trying to shoot a coyote or I'm trying to trap beavers out here or whatever. Uh, right. And, and that's all part of it. Um, different, different types of, of ways to use, you know, the game that you procure hopefully um, 
and, and different approaches to it, but it's all kind of important nonetheless and, and worthy of, of telling stories about and, and sharing uh, information about and uh, just just kind of relating to each other about. Right, right. Yep. Well, that's awesome. I, um, I like the name. I just want, I just felt like I had to ask because yeah. I, I mean, I really liked Boga too. You know, I thought it was, it was, it was unique, you know, and uh, no one else had it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where it came from, but I just liked it. The minute I heard it, I liked it. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but fair chase is, is a great name and, um, yeah, it's good. So, yeah, no, we, and you know, we, we appreciate you. We appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on, uh, and, and yeah. just more spending more time. I feel like you're, you might be our longest or more biggest repeat guests at this point. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I think Jared is, I don't know who I would else. say that. Yeah. I would say that's true. We've had a couple, we've yeah. had a, there's a few yeah. guys that we have on the, like Nick Otto. We have him though. He's coming to recipes and Joe Griffin and right. a couple guys that are, that are repeat offenders, but John, you've, this is like your fourth time. <laughs> Yeah, you, man, you've given a be. lot of time yeah. to us, you know, for our nonsense yeah. for, you know, hours at a time. Yeah. Well, I think it's mutual. You know, we, we can, we can go back and forth on stuff pretty easily. So yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Um, and, and for people actually, I almost missed this, but for, for someone who wants to watch this and I actually have it up on my screen right now is scrolling through as you're talking about different parts of the hunt that you are referring to, how yeah. can they watch this 39 minute and 15 second film. Right. So the original cut, the dream, the original cut is on our YouTube channel, Hunting ME. And um, once Badlands puts their sort of selects out, um, there were eight, there were eight films that were selected for the, for the evening. um, And uh, we were one of them. And so once they put that out, we'll probably put it out too. I think we just want to give them the respect of letting them get it out. Um, I think, I think people will, will really enjoy the 10 minute cut. I, I feel like if you, if you watch the longer cut and then watch the shortcut, it's, it's sort of, it probably will mean more that way. Yeah. I mean, that's asking a lot out of people. And that's, that's something that we we're beginning to get a better understanding of, you know, to ask somebody to watch a, a piece that's 40 minutes long is it's a real commitment, right? I mean, mm-hmm. people have a lot of stuff to do. 10 minutes is a lot easier. You know, it's sure. like here, it's, it's not actually our cut was nine minutes and 58 seconds. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it was like, we just snuck it under there and, and believe me, that was a challenge. I mean, we were literally carving off like half seconds off of things you yeah. know, to get it in there. Um, but it's just a lot easier. Like if, if I said to you guys, Hey, watch this, you could just sit down and watch it. You know, it's not that big of an yeah. investment. Um, so I think you're going to probably see more content from us, you know, coming out. That's this shorter format, because I think we can get it in front of more people that way. Yeah. You know, um, not that we don't love to tell really, you know, deep, complex, you know, stories, but I think that um, this is a format that I think we need to kind of embrace with where social media is and what our outlet is, what the engagement, you know, the, the sort of length of engagement that we can expect out of people. So, yeah, it's interesting, the trends there, but for, for people that are looking for like beautiful photography, videography and, and great storytelling, I mean, it, this is, it's top notch, go check it out. Uh, I've watched a lot of your stuff from Seabucks to a lot of the other stuff on, right on your, your YouTube channel. And it's, it's excellent. So go check it out. It is worth your time. Uh, you're not that busy people who are listening that you can't yeah. spend, <laughs> Like if you can't, you can't spare more than 10 minutes in a day to watch a hunting movie, you got your priorities all wrong. You got your yeah. priorities all wrong. You need to reassess <laughs> things and watch more hunting. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have you back to talk about something else, put up with more of our nonsense for a while. Yeah, we, we do need to connect. We got to talk cameras at some point. You and I have had this conversation <sighs> before, but you know, we've, I think there's so much to be said about cameras and cell cameras get, in particular, you know, yeah. Cell cameras. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. I'm not talking about, you know, cameras that we climb up in trees with and stuff. I'm talking about cell cameras, yep. you know, and, and, um, and just regular cameras, you know, woods cameras, but, um, the cell, the cell sort of function and how that affects things and everything else. So, uh, I was, you know what? That's a teaser. So just everybody that's has heard it, put a pin in that because that is something John, you and I've messaged about and talked about on the phone a bunch and, and excited, yeah. excited to get yeah. into that conversation too. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we can do that. Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening in. Appreciate it. Uh, go check John and, and hunting Maine and all the things that they're doing out and uh, we'll join in next week for another uh, pretty good conversation. Awesome. Okay Thanks conversation. a lot guys. All right. We'll see it. Yep. All right. That was, that was it. Thank you, John. For- hey everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe, you know, it really help us out. Keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd Helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.